0: Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Heritage here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, we got a sell-off for our major indexes here today, and we finished near or at the lows of the day today. As news came across right just before the close on a report from Russia, that tensions continue to be on the rise there. Uh, as it was reported, the Ukrainian president was visiting the front lines there, and it looks like a kindergarten was hit by mortar shells in the Ukraine. Uh, luckily, no fatalities have been reported on either side, but it is a certainly a violation of the ceasefire agreement here. Uh, Really interesting to see is both sides up to now have said that, you know, they didn't see a conflict really coming. Both the Ukrainian and Russian president have said so. Uh, So this certainly seems interesting. We'll have to see what more comes out here. Um, But like I said, certainly violation of the ceasefire agreement. Although, and it pains me to say this about my own government. It would not be surprising to find out that this was some sort of a false flag event. This continues to feel a lot like a wag the dog type of moment from the Biden administration. Uh, As much as it is painful to say that, I certainly wouldn't put it past them here. We'll have to wait and see exactly how that comes out. But investors certainly didn't like it. As I said, we finished at or near the lows of the day for our major indexes and just giving investors another reason to be fearful here. We saw it this morning as we got back the latest AAII investors sentiment survey with bullish investors falling a big 5% on the day or on the week to a 19.2% of investors now bullish. Folks, that's the lowest level of bullish investors since. 2016 so it's been a while since we've seen this and we now have a combined over 80 percent of investors either neutral or bearish on this market but for us we look at this as very differently we actually look at this as a piece of good news here as natural contrarians we love to be on the other side of the market. And for good reason here, we've got the stats to back this up based off some great work from Sentiment Trader and check this out. Going back to when the survey began, there have been just 31 weeks with less than 20% bulls. In 29 out of the 31 cases, the S&P 500 has rallied over the next three months with average gains of over five and a half percent And it only gets better from there. Six months later, the average gain was 12.24%. And lastly, one year later, average gains of nearly 20% for the S and P 500 with gains of 19.65%. So you can see why we love taking the other side of that bet here. Uh, The markets were higher 94% of the time. And like I said, We certainly love taking the other side of that. But on the day-to-day, that doesn't make the pain of a market sell-off any better. Certainly was a bit of a heavy sell-off. But the good news is with 80% of investors now neutral to bearish, how many more people are out there left to sell? And the key here for us is that we're still well above the January 24th capitulation lows. As long as those levels hold, we want to be long this market. So let's take a look at our major indexes on the day today. Like I said, we finished lower across the board, the NASDAQ down 2.88% to 13,716. We were followed there by the Russell 2000 down just under two and a half percent to 2028. Next up the S and P 500 down 2.12% to 4,380. And lastly, the Dow down 1.78% to 34312 And while that certainly hurts here in the short term, there is a lot of upside potential here in this market. And one thing that we love to see, whether it's, there's so much fear in this market, whether it's from the Russia info, what's happening in Canada with the truckers, which we could certainly do an entire podcast on, interest rates on the rise after the Fed announcement yesterday, or just, Coronavirus in general, we've seen it too many times where a new variant comes out and spooks the market. The good news behind all of that is that is all big bricks in a wall of worry for our markets. And the good news there is that our markets love to climb a wall of worry, scare as many people out as possible, and then head on right back to the races. Again, the key here for us is seeing those January 24th capitulation lows hold. As long as they do, we want to be long this market. Looking at our internals on the day today, we got about what you would expect on a sell off like today. But the good news here, if you want to call it that, is that these have been better than what we've seen from the January 24 that week of capitulation lows. Uh, Certainly we've seen a pattern change over the last few sessions with better than expected internals on days similar to today. But today, declining stocks, beating out advancing stocks, roughly 3 to 1 negative for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. New 52-week highs and lows were not good either. But again, not awful compared to the week of the January 24th lows. Uh, So good to see. We want to see those hold up here. And lastly, volume coming in roughly just over 3 to 1 negative for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. Looking at our sectors on the day today, we finished with just two out of our 11 SP 500 sectors higher on the day. We were led by consumer staples, followed there by utilities. And as the biggest borrowers in the nation, they certainly don't like to see rising rates, but rates did fall today. Uh, down below a two, we're at a 1.97 on the 10 year today, down 3.66%. And then our laggards on the day were technology. Uh, Followed there by Communication Services, which certainly don't mind seeing that one here. If you tuned into my podcast this week, Facebook just continues its sell-off down a big, over 4% on the day and hitting another 52-week low. Certainly no love lost there, for me at least. Uh, That is the second biggest holding in the Communication Services sector. Uh, So, you know, I have a Facebook account not on it a whole lot. Uh, you know, just mostly keep it, uh, you know, if there's an event or something like that, but very cognizant of not clicking on any ads while I'm there. I don't want to, you know, charge the companies doing that. And I certainly don't want to support the pro censorship groups over at Facebook. And surprisingly, I mean, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but it's definitely worth checking out Google or alphabet, is the largest holding in the communication services. Uh, Google also was down nearly four percent on the day, three point seven seven percent, getting back below its two hundred day moving average. But go check this out on Google. If you use Google still, you know at least switch over to DuckDuckGo. It's a little bit better. Um, but go on Google, check this out, and type in just why censorship. And as you know, Google gives you like options. Uh, Kind of an AI just autofill there. You have to see the first three choices there type in why censorship and the first three Options that come up and something like I don't know seven out of the top eight are all like this So the first three here why censorship is important Why censorship is important in schools? Why censorship is good? I mean, yeah, You know, so much for freedom of speech here in this country, at least to our our tech overlords. That's the way they see it. They don't like it at all. And one of the other ones was why censorship is good on social media. You know, no matter your views on disinformation or misinformation or whatever you want to call it, there's only one way to fix, you know, actually bad views. And that is through correcting them. That is through talking through them and being able to get them out there in the open. When you censor people, it makes them dig a trench into their views even more, right? It does not help. Uh, It does the exact opposite there, which you know I wouldn't put it past them that maybe that is their intention there. But so overall for our sectors, we finished with nine out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors lower on the day to day. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch gold, now up just over one and a half percent. And getting over $1,900 an ounce basically right at it right now for the first time since June of last year and now just $19 away from a 52 week high as we enter we talked about this a lot here as well as we enter a rising rate environment you see a lot of people who disagree with this but the stats don't back it up for them gold and the miners love higher rates we saw it in 04 to 06 When the Fed was raising rates leading up to the financial crisis, gold doubled in price. The miners outperformed even more. Then again, from 2016 to 2018 under Trump, when they were raising rates, gold doubled there as well. So gold does seem to like these rising rates environment. Certainly the fear of tensions in Russia has not hurt gold here either. But GDX, the gold miner ETF, was up a big 3.76% today, which is exactly what you want to see from this group. You want to see the miners outperforming the metal. That's very bullish here. And during that time from 0406 GDX actually well outperformed or sorry, the miners well outperformed, uh, gold as a whole as well. And we saw the same thing from 2016 to 2018 as well. So if you want to be long, this group, the miners are where the leverage is at. Next up here, silver, now up roughly 1% to $23.83 an ounce. Copper, now down about 9 tenths of 1% to $4.49 a pound. And oil, now down 2.31% to $91.50 a barrel. And finally for today, Bitcoin, now down a big 8.3% on the day to $40,308 likely has something to do with governments trying to crack down on cryptocurrency, uh, especially with what you've seen in Canada, where they're shutting down bank accounts, trying to shut down cryptocurrency accounts as well. Just absolute fascism uh, from our neighbors to the north. It's uh, incredible to see it come to our shores here, Uh, but also saw a report today about something. And I have to do a little bit more research into this. If you have any, send it my way about a bill you know, knocking El Salvador where they made cryptocurrencies or at least Bitcoin legal tender there. Uh, Something about the United States trying to shut that down. Surprise, surprise here. Um, You know, if they can't, if they can't get their cut from it, then it's not allowed. Um, So that might have had a big part of why Bitcoin was down so big and other cryptos down big on the day to day as well. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.